forever. Dog. Do you think when um do you think when uh Flea's in a movie and he shows up to like, you know, hair and makeup or the costume trailer at the beginning of the day, do you think he shows up with just the sock on and then like sits down and then they, he's like, you know, hey, how's it going, everybody? God, the, he gets his coffee and he's he just has so the sock upsetting. on. I, I don't it's think so he generally distressing. wears the sock as a default uh wardrobe. They break the sock out for special occasions. Um yeah. You need like an intimacy coordinator just to get your mm-hmm. hair blown out. Yeah. Oh, yep. Those those four socks are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're in the Cock and Roll <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Oh. <laughs> uh, those dumb socks. And the the seas parted, and the cold open presented itself. Oh well, you know. Animals present themselves by showing you their butts. Why should I be any different? Ah, yes. Would you like to tell us about your meal at Bubba Gump Shrimp? Oh, when, sure. When, I will. This, yeah. When I, last we spoke, we were well, arranging very, very politely, despite you yelling at him, get off the phone, stop it, you're ruining my life. To Tom, who's nice enough to, to act like your concierge. Yeah. I very politely, reservations. very politely just reminded Tom a couple times that I have a reputation <laughs> on CityWalk. Normally, mm-hmm. I, as you can tell from the show, I'm not concerned with my reputation. I just like to have fun and be myself and whatever oh, happens, yeah. happens. Yeah. But on CityWalk, I mean, that's like going to, you know, church for me. I got to be, I got to be in my... I got to be, you know, dressed a certain way. I got to act a certain way. Mm-hmm. It's a reputation I've cultivated over many years living in Los Angeles. So you screamed at Tom and he made a reservation for yeah. you to eat at this Forrest Gump themed yep. Gump. place yep. Shrimp that company. takes um, mm-hmm. that, that takes whatever. So like, well, we've spoken about how there's like a water world theme park at Universal. I assume it used to exist to like abuse sea animals. <laughs> Like a sea world, mm-hmm. and they they have all this. Then they don't do that anymore. Thank God, because there's some progress. There's some. It's a tiny bit of progress in the world. It's not a lot, but there's a little. Yeah. But they 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 phase that out, and they have all these frozen fish. <laughs> do you see where I'm going with this, Tom? I do. So you think Bubba so Gump they... is gets its uh, yes! seafood from the Waterworld stunt show? I do. Okay. Or what it what used to be mm-hmm. a, a means of mm-hmm. like you know mm-hmm. being not nice to like marine animals who are very intelligent mm-hmm. they have to feed them fish that's been phased out thank god but they have all this leftover brill is that a word there it is i mean it also could be a soylent green scenario where a stunt a stunt performer takes a nasty fall it's like well we could do surgery or we could just or, yeah but why or, do they taste like fish so you're saying julie just to get this right and by the way welcome to double threat everybody welcome it's uh fun podcast available wherever you get your podcast clearly you went there because you're <laughs> listening to this right now 
My name's Tom, and this is Julie. I'm Julie. And I'm Julie? You need and I'm Tom. Do... Yeah. And I'm Tom Sharpling. What you're saying is that they used to bring in fresh fish for the Waterworld show. They put yes. them in the tank. Years ago. Do they know they'd give them as treats to whales and other, like, dolphins? That would, I yeah. wonder if it went the other way also where whatever didn't get sold at Bubba Gump just gets dumped into the water world tank. Yes, yes. Like, at the end of the night, they just dump, like, coconut shrimp in the tank. I mean, unless it has too much gump sauce. <clears throat> That's and then a, we don't know what that does to the, it turns the water like purple or yeah. something. That is a great question, Julie. Um, Maybe gum sauce just has chlorine in it. So it could double as a. As a disinfectant. Yeah. 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 Brett. Yes. What is the, uh, the sauce at Bubba Gump? Is, is there a signature sauce there? Um, there, there's a couple. There, there's, there's no, there's no like signature gump sauce, but they have like a Cajun sauce. They have the, mm -hmm. sauces on a range of spiciness because they're, they're trying to like appeal to the widest. You know, they got tourists coming in mm -hmm. all hours of the day. They're trying to appeal to they the do? widest. They do. Wait, oh, hold yeah. on. Slow down, yeah. Pokey. Please, yeah. You're telling me that Bubba Gump is a tourist spot? Oh, absolutely. Holy moly. Absolutely. You got oh one on my. City Walk. You got one on the Santa Monica Pier. I mean, they put them in what? all the tourist areas. You got one in uh, Long Beach down by the You're telling uh, me there's aquarium. one in Times Square? There's one in Times Square. Mm -hmm. You know, they, uh, they, uh, they, so they got all sorts of people coming in with all sorts of palettes. So they have to have a wide range of sauces available, a wide range of, of, of you know, you how know, hot and spicy the sauces number. are. This is like mistake number like 11,000 for yeah. them is not having a signature sauce. Guy Fieri has his donkey sauce and he's a billionaire. Yeah, they should have a gump sauce. They should have a gump sauce. Well, you um What's their signature flavor? Uh Cajun. Ah. So like a roux? A roux? Yeah, I mean it's um yeah. I mean, you know, I I, I don't know how how uh I mean this look this isn't this isn't like gourmet, you know, uh, Cajun. What did you seafood. get? What did what did you eat? I got. What did you what did you quote unquote eat? Yeah, this I want to hear what you ate, and I want to hear how you felt afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, and during. Make like you. We are you're at Bubba Gump now, and we are your server. Um, I'm in training. Mm -hmm. yes, I'm a server and in training, I've been, and Julie supervising I've been here me since 1994. Yeah, and oh. just just to be clear too, for for people who might not have caught last week's episode, you Tom, you did one of your signature prank calls to Bubba Gump on CityWalk. Oh, it wasn't a prank, prank call. He no. made a reservation. Made for a you. Well, it turned into a practical call. It turned, started out as a bit of a prank, and then I said, "I'm playing 3D chess up in this bitch." And if you don't think I knew where I was going with that call, then I don't know what to tell you. I knew we were going to get you a resi at that place. So you and then I used the reservation, which was very nice. So this all yeah. became a sort of I that, that, that solved my dinner plans for the night. So I went to yeah. uh, Bubba Gump. I used the reservation you made for me under the name Brett or Steampunk Brett. And you had mentioned that I had been kicked out of twosomes. I was looking for a new <laughs> home on City Walk. And that's where I that's yeah. where I was worried about my reputation because I've not been I've never been kicked out of twosomes. I'm There's welcome. I'm welcome. Time. I'm welcome to go to twosomes anytime. Time. 
It's like yeah. an episode of the freaking Twilight Zone. Is like Tom predicts the future with his prank calls. Yeah. Or the plot of Argyle. Is that the pro- plot of Argyle and their kitty cat? Did you see it? I can't get tickets. You couldn't get tickets. It was too popular. It's so sold out. I waited outside the theater and I just tried to sneak in. I walked in backwards uh, <laughs> as if as if when the people were filing out, I tried to go in. They busted me. Um, Is it about the Argyle socks that the Red Hot Chili Peppers wore? It's about the Argyle socks that they wear on their privates. I think it's um, So... I used this reservation. I said, what the hell? I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. I, I do want to go to Bumblegum. Now, I know it's going to be thrilled. packed. You were thrilled. I, I got a never, reservation. You were so excited. So what you, would you eat? Yeah, so let's, you... let's pretend we're taking your order. Uh, Are we ready to decide or do we need a few more? And I'm so, uh, in so, training Tom, right now. No, Tom, we already, we already said that. Just mm-hmm. watch what I do. So what do you want to eat, buddy? <laughs> no, no, we say we. We say we, what were we thinking? Or do we yeah. need more time? Like, just like, like that. So what are you thinking, pal? What uh, what do you want don't from the, call menu? the Don't call the patriarch, pal. And by the way, here at Bubba Gump, we always like to identify who's the patriarch, mm-hmm. who's high status, low status. We're very traditional yeah. about gender roles here at mm-hmm. Bubba Gump. Is that your kid? Uh, this is my uh, son, Sandy. What's uh, his name? Ask if, you can, ask if you can pet it. Say, can I pet it? Can I pet him? It? It, or is it working? Where's its harness? Yeah. Ask for its heart. Ask if he if 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 it's a service. Yeah. Hey, is a, is this a service child? And also, I really this is a thing I could ask. And this, I hope this isn't out of bounds. I like to go to uh, Chuck E. Cheese, and they won't let me in without a kid anymore. Do you think? Uh, I mean, what did you say his name was? Andy? Uh, Sandy. He didn't. Uh-huh. He didn't he what do you didn't think say. about me and Sandy swinging by Chuck E. Cheese tonight? You know, I think that's, uh, I don't think Tom that's. Tom did something bad to the animatronic. Have you ever seen Five Nights at Freddy's? Um, Have I ever? No, I have not. Um, oh, no, I was asking oh, Brett in, okay. character, in character. It was the okay. bad waiter. I've not I've not Brett. seen Five Nights Five Nights at Freddy's. You should no, see I, it. Oh, yeah. the, you gotta see it. You it's not as good it, as Forrest really. Gump. It's not as good as Forrest Gump. That's our favorite movie. Yeah. We have to say that legally. We have to say that. Yeah, check it out, Curly. It's a good movie. <laughs> uh, my name's not uh, Curly. It's not. That's not a nickname. I don't know. It's a is, that, is, that a nick, is that just a generic nickname for you that you give to all the people that eat here? Or? So look, what do you want? I would love to hear about this shrimp New Orleans. Okay, well it's oh, shrimp. Oh, he wants to know about the special. You uh, asked you about, know the about the special, specials? Brett. Is that true? I would love to hear about the specials. I'd love to is be transported true? to the this French is Quarter. Accurate, right? You're not making this up. This is real, right? Me? Yeah, you. Are you? In, you're not. I'm not. I'm making, not I, in character. I'm acting like Julie. God, Did you okay, really I see ask it. about the special? Um. I don't think I asked about the special, but I did. I, I wanted a little more info on the shrimp in New Orleans. Okay. Well, look. Okay. Got it. All yeah. right. Tom will do that. I don't think it's a special. I think it looks like it's just always on the yeah. menu here. Look, fella. It's on the menu. Do you want it or not? <laughs> There's words underneath the word that yeah. say the name of the menu. read the menu? Know. What are you, stupid? I would love to know how you need spicy. A flashlight? I would just love stupid? to know how. I'm not stupid. I, I, I'm following everything you're saying. Can read the menu. Like It'll tell you all about the shrimp in New Orleans. I would love There's to know about pep- how. The peppers represent the spice. Have you ever seen Treme? Yeah, you ever see Treme, pal? It's uh, like that. Is that by the guy that did The Wire? 
Yeah, David Simon. David Simon. I don't, I don't think I ever saw that. No. Yeah, you should watch. I heard it, it's Curly. great. Yeah, I heard it's great. It You're just lost. doesn't. Never really hooked me. You know, I never saw that. There's never anything about it that hooked me. You might be too dumb oh. for it. So, what do you want to eat? How spicy? Like, if you got the shrimp New Orleans, would you there find it too spicy? Peppers. Not so spicy. I'm sorry. Again, Talk to me as a human. Three, though, you know what I mean? Even if you can't read, even if you can't read the the human. Yeah. Alphabet. There are three peppers. There's a picture of three picture peppers. Yeah. Okay. I'm just break it down for me, okay. human to human. How right. could I break it down more simply than the three peppers? It's a, on a scale of five. Does that help? When you eat it, do you regret having eaten it? Is what I'm I asking. I regret everything I've done since high school. I wouldn't eat the food here. Are you kidding? You want to know about the New Orleans shrimp? Yeah, I would do love like to. You like shrimp? I love shrimp. Do you like New Orleans? Great city. There you go. All right. How many would you like? Oh, it's not shrimps? standard. It just doesn't. Oh, I mean, whatever the standard amount of shrimp that sure. comes. Sure. No, yeah. I mean in terms of meals, I, I usually people get one, yeah. but you seem like a kind of a slob. I thought you might get more than one. You know what? That's I not a bad idea. Sure. Let's Speaking see. Of standard. I, you're going to have to be well acquainted with the American standard toilet. Yeah. After you eat those New Orleans shrimps, you got this Maker's Mark salmon here with a Maker's mm-hmm. Mark sauce. How? Uh, yes. How? How? Pour how, whiskey over salmon. How what? How drunk is that going to get me? The Maker's Mark salmon. Should I also get a drink? Are or you can driving I, home? Can that double? I don't have to. Yeah, you're who's driving g- home. Who's driving you home? We got two other options here at the table, or no, one other option at the Sandy? table. Sandy, yeah. you want Sandy to drive? Yeah. He's eager to. You should see this kid. <laughs> now, well, now, now, Tom you has see to this kid does in the driveway because. Either that or CBS. Yeah. So you're wondering and if by you're the way, get, you're wondering if you're going to get drunk on the Maker's Mark salmon. Yeah, should, yes. Should I, yeah. Should yeah, I you're going gonna to get hammered on it, stupid. What yeah. do you think? <laughs> it's salmon. Yeah. How many do you want? I'm just wondering if the Maker's Mark cooks off or how much it cooks off or if it's still kind of just sitting there pooled around oh, the no, edges. It's pooled of the- all around it. It's like having uh, it's like having shots. Uh it's basically like With like fish. a like a whiskey on the rocks, but instead of ice, it's a fish. Yeah, like floating in it. That sounds great. I think I'll take that, and I'll take the uh, shrimp New Orleans. We're out of the shrimp New Orleans. God, yeah, I don't even know why we were talking about it for so long. I had no, the really last are. one. What what is Tom what, ate it? What do you recommend then? Like when you're out of the shrimp, we New recommend Orleans. you leave. Yeah, we recommend, recommend you go go to like a diner. Yeah, yeah, I recommend you go to TGI Fridays. That's where I or eat. Twosome, but apparently you're banned from it. What do you yeah. do? What do you do to get banned? Did they put from that in the notes? I heard he pulled the fire alarm. I was not that. Uh, a guy that I work with uh, made that up. He made the reservation for me. I thought he was just going to do it normally, but he did you it. You pulled weird. the fire he alarm. I heard he pulled you the fire can't alarm. Do that. You can't do that. Was there a fire? I didn't do that. I didn't. I, I've always been on my best behavior at every restaurant CityWalk. You know me. I mean, sh- certainly you've seen me around CityWalk before. Yeah, shirtless Brett. El Slavo. That was just coming back from Waterworld one time. I got, I finally got in the splash zone. How much gum sauce would you like on your food, by the way? Yeah, I would love just a side of gum sauce that way. I can no, it doesn't of... come on the side. We no. have to put it on the food for various reasons. What kind of alcohol does that have in we it? We either put it on the food or on you. Which one do you want, Curly? <laughs> what kind of alcohol? Why does it no. matter if it's like coconut schnapps? Yeah. Speaking of coconut, we got this dumb luck coconut shrimp here on the menu. Why is it called dumb luck coconut shrimp? Is that a reference to Forrest Gump that I'm no, for, it's forgetting? A, it has to do with me getting this table. Yeah, and the show Luck. Have you seen that show? I, I was I really enjoyed it and then just went off the air mysteriously. I don't yeah. know what happened with that thing. I think you should probably order. We have something from the Luck menu. We have the uh, 
the New Orleans, the New Orleans uh, thoroughbred. You know what? It's called the New Orleans. You know what? Yeah. What was that shit like? Yeah. D- Dustin Hoffman was like a jockey or something. What was that? Um, sure. Yeah, he was a jo- the world's oldest jockey. I'm riding a horse. I'm riding here. Giddy up. What would it be like if Dustin Hoffman was in Forrest Gump? You guys ever think about that? I think it would go a little something. No, I um, I would appreciate that you not mm-hmm. speak about Forrest yeah. Gump unless it's yeah. something we're that is just. To. We're allowed to yeah. say the following things. Gosh, I love that movie. Boy, Tom Hanks was really great in it. Yep. I wish I was watching it now. Yeah. I wish and, Lieutenant um, Dan was here. I was. And I wish Lieutenant Dan was here. Yeah. And it would go a little something. If Jack Nicholson was Forrest Gump, it would go a little something like this. Tom's going to turn around. I want a goddamn Dr. Pamper. He's back. Was that what Forrest Gump says? He likes he drinks oh, I mean, all those Dr. Peppers, and he's got a and he's got pee real bad. And he pisses That's about himself. about half the movie, I think. Yeah, he wets himself in the White House. You guys ever? You guys are Forrest Gump experts. You, you ever? Um, yes. You ever think just sort of like caught off guard? Someone's like, "Hey, who's the star of Forrest Gump?" And you just sort of instinctively say Gary Sinise. Mm-hmm. Oh, like when you audition for like Jeopardy, like in like um like in a motel room or something. It was in a hotel down by the airport. It was a hotel conference yeah. room down by the airport, mm-hmm. and uh, I um I um the question was, and they said it was just an icebreaker. It didn't count. Yeah, I got it wrong, but I was bottomless at the time, so they didn't care. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it seems like you, you understand it's an easy mistake that you know to just to, to think that Gary Sinise uh you know his performance is so memorable you can often just remember him as the star of Forrest Gump. Yeah, no, totally. And then oh, the guys yeah. behind the camera were just like, This is a casting video, mm-hmm. like like an audition, like a casting mm-hmm. category. And I was like, Yeah, obviously. Suspiciously, I did I did and I never saw anybody from that casting call on Jeopardy. So I do wonder in retrospect if that was um Well you're that's because you're looking in the wrong place. I'll tell you which category to look for is the friggin' casting category on one of those porno sites. Yeah. That's where you see him. Oh, there's Dave. He was so nice. He was going on a fishing trip that weekend. Yeah, I never click on the Jeopardy audition category. Um Well, maybe it's time. So what do you want, buddy? What, is, what are you gonna do? Yeah. What are your? Oh yeah. What does your family We're want? We're still standing here at the table. All right. He already ordered two kinds of fish. One isn't available, so he's getting the whiskey yeah. fish. What are the? What Here's are your, what I want you to do. I want you to prick bring can't me. Figure out what he wants. <laughs> wasting my time. You better give me a huge. I'm tip. feeling good tonight. I want you to bring me everything on the menu. I want to bring bring me every single thing you got in stock. You don't like have the what? Shrimp. List a couple items. All right. Uh, Mama Mama Blue's fried shrimp. Mm-hmm. God. Yeah. Uh, Mama's Mama, fried Mama. chicken. Mm. Uh, with, is this Mama from Mama's family? Vicky Lawrence had to age herself out of. <laughs> yeah. A lot of roles, I imagine. That wig. The wig she and wore glasses, that. and be like, "Yeah, why are you yeah, doing it?" With Ken. Berry. Like, let's have a sitcom with like a with a sketch comedy character at the center of it. Lieutenant Dan's ribs and shrimp. Um, mm-hmm. Alabama chicken linguine. Oh my god! I thought you were gonna say Lieutenant Dan's like chicken legs or something. I'd be like, that's not classy. Oh, yeah, that's not. That's tasteless. Yeah, Unlike that's his tasteless. ribs, which are very flavorful. Very apparently, flavorful. Yeah. Uh, Shrimpers Heaven, Forest's ribeye and shrimp, Jenny's salmon oh, and shrimp. Mm. Um, oh, of course, we Jenny's have scampi. Salmon. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I'm stuffed shrimp. And buddy, look, if you order the New Orleans shrimp, mm-hmm. uh, usually anybody, usually the customers, the bathrooms fill up pretty quick here. So yeah, you uh, might want to um, take you. Do you want to sign up for the bathroom now? You the sign up we for usually the bathroom like now. To sign people up before we take their order. Yeah, or we can get you. Uh, or if or if uh, there are no spots left, we recommend you either use the bathroom at Toothsome's or. The water world uh, tank. Well, there's a chum bucket also. Yeah. I'll, I mean, I think I'll just I'll I'll kind of just figure my own my own plan out uh, bathroom wise. I don't know if I need okay. to well, a spot. The last person who said that was not did not walk out of here. Mm-hmm. I'll put it that way. Now it says here the shrimpers net catch is uh, steamed in beer. Uh, just one same question as for the makers, Mark. Is that is that, that was not intentional? That was not intentional. Okay, yeah, that's a typo. It just happened. <laughs> I'm just trying to be efficient here. I would basically, I'm saying, I would love You're efficient. Would... You're trying to be efficient. Is that a joke? <laughs> yeah, we got a real. Uh, we got a real. Uh, real we got Shecky a new, Green. A new uh, Shecky Green. A new Rest Dom DeLuise is here. Who knew Dom DeLuise was in our restaurant? It was alive and well. Yeah. What can we get you, Mister DeLuise? Big fan. Big fan. Love twelve. Love you in twelve chairs. Now I got my my eye on this on this bang bang shrimp. Uh, this appetizer. Um, mm-hmm. What is the? Let's see. Crisp- well, it's made by Scott Aukerman. <laughs> Yeah, Scott Ackerman made it. You still want it? It's called cod, cod, midi, bang bang. And it. Yeah, never mind. Maybe we'll look at something else then. Um, what? A, oh, oh, the run across America sampler. That, yeah. Oh, well, you're gonna be running across that, the city what, walk yeah. looking for a bathroom. Yeah, and that's and that's another typo. It should be runs across yeah. America. And you'll be sampling. Uh, You'll be sampling different clothing items from the available stores. You'll be gift trust shop. Me, you'll be wearing some Dodger sweatpants. I'll, I'll let's put it this way: there's a reason why our gift shop has so, like disproportionately more like pants than any yeah. other item. That is one of my favorite things about City Walk because you're always about thirty seconds away from an emergency pair of clothes. Mm-hmm. Is one of the best things yeah. I like. Um, we do have a special on our uh, diapers today too. Those yes. are for, for those like would be one? for Sandy. Oh, these are oh, adult, no, adult diapers. Oh, diapers. got it, got it. All right. Well, I'll keep that in mind. Well, Thank it's one you. size fits all. Might just kind of wrap up over. Might go run a little high on Sandy, but might be more like a more like a onesie. It's Tom's favorite Frank Zappa album too. Yeah. Dirty diaper from <laughs> Bubba Gump. I went to Bubba Gump. With a groupie. We had sex in the bathroom. <laughs> Dirty diapers at Bubba Gump Shrimp. Oh my God. I, I do see an item on the menu here. I'm wondering, uh, It's. Uh, I see you got the Dixie style baby back ribs. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, is that... um. You know, yeah, the, the times are changing. Is that is that up for a, is that up for a name change anytime soon? Or are we still going with Dixie style baby back ribs? Why the, do you ask? For the Where near are you future, from? I'm just curious. Where are you from? Well, I'm from the South. Actually, yeah, I'm from so, Atlanta. Oh! Yeah. Boy. Yeah. Whoa, boy. Yeah. Well, you know you lost, yeah. right? Yeah. Where's your? Do you robe? acknowledge that you lost? 
Oh I, no, I, I'm saying I do. I'm saying I'm saying maybe it's time to maybe it's time to change Dixie mm-hmm. style. I mean, there's so much to choose from from the movie. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, um, like what? Oh, you could do uh, you you could do a uh, Buffalo Springfield style uh, baby back. Uh, ribs. Is that in the movie or Buffalo Springfield in the movie? They've got a song. They play that song, that famous Buffalo Springfield song at a key moment, I think, in the, the movie. Stop. Hey, what's that sound? Like it's the 60s song? Yes, that one. Yeah. Every movie yeah. plays to let you know it's the 60s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, but I think Forrest Gump started that trend, right? I, I don't think it was Forrest Gump was uh, the the first to use I Buffalo Springfield. I don't know Spring. if it was the first, but it was, it was definitely first, like Brad. peak peak. Stop, hey, what's yeah. that sound? Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, I would just love to see the soundtrack represented on this menu, I guess is my point. It's such so a... you're from the South, huh? That's oh, right. Oh, me too. Yeah. Oh, you guys are from the South as well? Oh, yeah, I am too. Where are you? What, what, what part you of think? Marietta, Georgia? Where are you from? No way. That's where I'm from. Yeah. That's what a small world it is. Hey, which, uh, which, uh, which, uh, uh, Confederate which... soldier? Yeah. No. <laughs> Is your favorite? Yeah. Which clan? Sorry, which clan uh, group are you in down there? I, I did not. Not a member. It's not really. Uh, I don't agree with them right? on 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 anything. I, it's not my. It's of not, course yeah. you don't. Of course you don't. I get it. I get it. No, yeah, I no, get no. It. We don't believe in that stuff, right? Wink, wink. I don't agree with everything they believe yeah. in, but ultimately, oh, no. you got to vote yeah. for the lesser of two evils, yeah, right? You got to hold your nose and vote for. Mur, mur, mur. Yeah. Right? Oh, the clans tear. You're right. We'll meet you tonight in the Frankenstein parking lot. That's where I'm you in. Guys Ju- meet? I'm in Jurassic Park. It's gonna take. It's gonna be a, a real walk to get over to Frankenstein. You can handle it. Nah, Go it's okay. I'll, but you guys have fun. I'll uh, just think I'll about get you how time. much you hate. You know, racial mixing, and it'll motivate you to yeah. get over there. Look, pal. This is what you think of. Think of the shrimp. You don't want to mix the shrimp with the ribs, if you know what I mean. No, I, I wouldn't mix the shrimp with the shrimp. Yeah. I wouldn't mix the shrimp with the human body. Yeah. So where are we in the, uh, like in the... Ordering process? Yeah. We have two, we want your kid <laughs> well, we're and closed. your lady friend to, <laughs> to order next. It took you too long. <laughs> the kitchen closed a half hour ago. Should buy some pants, though. Yeah. All right, you guys want to go to Buca de Beppo? It'll be my treat. Oh, is Buca de Beppo in the? Yeah, and I need two more people. Otherwise, we're gonna. Have, they're not gonna serve us. There's too much. They, you know, it's too much food. You can't go to Buca de Beppo alone. De Beppo you, alone. You can, but they really make you feel guilty about it. You need at least. You need at least that. a party of five there to really. What if make I go in feeling menu. guilty anyway about something mm-hmm. else? Yeah. What if I'm just racked That's with guilt? That's my about neutral. I'm just saying we got a party of five existence. right here. Let's take this little party over to Buca de Bep and uh, have a have a night of it. I know they're we not close. Wait, party last time someone told me let's take this party something, I ended up on a leather couch, and, mm-hmm. there, and there were like two guys, and they're like, <laughs> "Nah, I think we just have some drinks. You know, order order something off the Buca de Bep menu, family style. It'll be great. Manson family style, right?" Yeah, you know what you get when you go to a place that's Manson family style. You know what restaurant that is? Uh, Buka de Brackets of Frackets Freak of That's the name of that restaurant. <laughs> you know there is. They have so many framed photos in there of people who have eaten there. There yeah. is apparently <laughs> sure. No, there's, there's a framed photo of Charles Manson there going to town. They have a Linda Kasabian. They have like a signed Linda Kasabian headshot. 
There's a there's a Bobby Beausoleil headshot, a Linda Kasabian scramble Patricia head. Krenwinkel, uh, yeah, Charles uh, Tex Watson, obviously. You're gonna want to make sure Susan Atkins represented, obviously. All the good ones. Zizo Z Zadfrak Glutz. It's obviously Lynette Squeaky Frog. Hi, uh, welcome to Buco de Beppo. My name is Zizo Z Zadfrak Glutz, and I'm your server tonight. Would you like how many ravioli did you say they they give you a portion of? Julie, like a healthy, they bring not you a healthy, a, actually the opposite of a healthy portion, it's whatever a bucket. that is. It's like it's a tray of but ravioli. Give me a number. Just give me a number. Like, is it twenty? Is it forty? But there's probably there's probably uh, eighteen at least in there. Eighteen at least was what those guys told me when I was on that leather couch. Uh, that they couch? were like. Yeah. We need to get uh, your driver's license. Yeah. And then they were like, the joke's on you. There's no video. And I'm like, you're taking one. The joke's on you. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash officehourslive. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. <laughs> Any word from our guests? All right, so uh, no word yet, but so th this is very exciting because as we're so we're talking about speaking uh, of John Casier, are we being stood up? Well, no, it's we're still okay we're still we twenty are. minutes away from when the guest is supposed to show up. Being stood up, the guest. It's okay if he is. I did not. I don't. Like, but here's the thing: I could do this. Like, I don't. I'm happy to. I'm excited mm -hmm. to meet him. This is where I am mentally. I'm like thrilled to have him, and if he and if he doesn't show up. Then I'm gonna lose my mind. Well, let, let's. I'm gonna get really upset. Let's no, all I'm place bets okay. on whether this guest shows up. I'm gonna say no. What do you say? And this is a really incredible guest. I gotta say, I'm not gonna say his name yet, but this is. It ties into everything we're talking about. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be a behind the scenes look mm -hmm. at one of the most exciting uh, attractions yeah. out there. One of yeah. the real draws. Red booked of one of the people day. from the Water World attraction. Yeah, not just one of the people. Okay. This is the Mariner. No, this Brett. is a man with multiple credits to his name. But Ken is he Griffey the Mariner? Jr. He's my guess is because he has a splendid, uh, a, a splendid shaved head. It's kind of one of his signature signature aspect Jr. of his look. And is he a uh, baseball player? That would he was a baseball player. Yeah. Oh, what uh, happened to him? Is he dead? Oh no, he's one of the all time greats. He's still alive, still having fun. Is he ever like I'm just ten? What 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 were you gonna say, Brett? He has a shaved head, so he could be the Mariner. Well, no, no, not the the Mariner. Usually has a pretty luscious head of hair, but the the villain, oh. the big villain. Um, oh yes. Often has a uh off uh, typically has a shaved head. Is his you know because like Dennis Hopper in the movie had a shaved head. Um, Did he? And yes, have yeah, yeah. Have you seen the movie? I have seen the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen the movie since you started going to the Waterworld? Um, Show I did, yeah. Every, I rewatched um, it just to kind of figure day, out. Um, your lunch break. I haven't been every day, but I have been ballpark about fifty times to see Can this. I ask Had you guys a question: up. Do I look like the Unabomber? You look so cool right now. 
You look like if the Unabomber would like lived in like uh, Bushwick or something. What if we, if he shows up? We should just do this when us. he shows up. Hey, welcome to the show, and he'll just be like, "Oh, so that's what their shows like." They were a bit later. Yeah, I did a show. A weird. Uh, we're like two hosts Igor. were wearing we're hoodies. Like, Looked like they were like I, monks. Young Frankenstein. We're like Igor. Yeah. Now this guy, he wasn't he was in the Waterworld stunt show, but that's not what he's best known for. This guest, if you're a pro wrestling fan, you're going to know this name right away. Christopher Daniels, aka the Fallen Angel. This guy mm-hmm. is a legend in the professional professional wrestling world. They call him the King of the Indies cuz he's been doing it for 30 years. He's been on all mm-hmm. the indie circuits. This is indie wrestling. Indie wrestling. So similar indie. to like when we looked at like the clip of the Three Stooges mm-hmm. wrestler that had all the Three Stooges tattoos or yeah. like the Jumpin' Jeff Farmer promo. Mm-hmm. Uh that's the the wonderful wild exciting world of indie wrestling. These like mm-hmm. regional wrestling circuits. And um He's, Zoe, do you think this guy shows up? I think so, yeah. I mean, I hope so for Brett's Well, of course you hope so. We got a yes. Well, we got a your, yes. What is your bet? My bet is yes. Okay. Yes or no? Yes. She said yes. So we got one yes. Okay. And what, here's the thing is that I, I was... He, I, I, I went through the guess. rep. This is exciting. This is a good. This is a good booking. Brett. I did, but I went through the reps. I don't have a personal contact for Christopher mm-hmm. Daniels. And that's always We're a bit doomed. of a crap He's not going to show he ain't gonna show. And the rep, the rep, uh, the we rep. were going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That's who we're, that's who we're hinging our bets on. He seems like a nice guy. Two weeks ago, we we were like old friends. We were emailing back and forth. I emailed him yesterday to do the final confirmation. I haven't heard back yet. It's been radio silence, so that's mm-hmm. not necessarily the best sign, typically. But um, I'm no. gonna, what I'm gonna be. What, what's the end of this sentence? I'm dying to know. This is like a. This is a cliffhanger like none I've ever seen. Yeah. I'm yeah. holding Tom, it together right now. Like the end of Waterworld. It, what is the end of Waterworld? What happens at the end of Waterworld? Kevin Costner eats some uh, New Orleans shrimp <laughs> and gets a stomach ache and everybody runs away from the water because he got problems. Stomach problems. I got lots of I think problems. he's going to show up. He's going to show up. This guy's a pro. All right. It's probably in his Google yeah. Cal. And the guy that you know what I bet the the agent the agent's probably like mm-hmm. yeah you like you don't need you don't need how many times we got to confirm this you know it's probably what he's thinking Brett do you know who else we thought was a pro John Casier that's right but you know he's what whatever happens, pizza. happens he's pro pizza he's gonna yeah. show up this guy's gonna show up mm-hmm. this guy's gonna show up it, you know what's great is that we don't even need guests so if this guy doesn't show up it's his loss not our loss. People do think he's going to show, though. If he does, I hope he does. I'm not rooting against it. I bet I, this guy's going to be five minutes early. I bet he shows up five minutes early. the same name as the one who's saying Devil Went Down to Georgia? That's Charlie Daniels. Charlie Daniels. Oh, and what's sorry. his name again? Christopher Daniels. Christopher, Christopher Daniels. Daniels. So he's the same name as Winnie Brett, the Pooh's that, little friend. Christopher was that Robin. that you guys sang at your school growing up instead of the Pledge of Allegiance? Devil went down to Georgia. We d- we did, yeah, we did, yeah. And then one kid uh, every year, one kid would be a fiddle fiddle kid. Mm-hmm. And they'd get picked every year. And they oh would, they Jesus! Would do I, the, they well, would do the fiddle breakdown. A, oh yeah. no, you don't want to be the fiddle that's kid. Bad. That's really bad. What is yeah. there? Some? I mean, I never looked. I never it, thought it twice about it. I guess now. And oh yeah, I never you know, thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't put two and two together back that's then. That's what they're planning on. It was completely unintentional. It. This was just it was solely about the musical instrument, the fiddle. Sure. Mm. I never got chosen to be fiddle kid though. So. Well, someday, Brett, 
you'll be the fiddle kid. Someday you'll be the fiddle kid. You'll be the fiddle kid on the roof. Yeah. When's your birthday again, Brett? November 6th. Occasionally, depending on the year, Your present might not get here in time. I'm Uh, trying. I sent a... Literally the last thing you have to All I can tell you is that you're going to love it when it shows up. Okay. Thank you. But that said, it's taking (laughs) as long as... uh, Wait, what did you actually eat and did you get sick? No, I didn't get sick. I had a grand old time. I got the shrimp New Orleans. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh I got, I my got a, uh, God. You actually got the shrimp New Orleans. I got the shrimp New Orleans. I got a Corona Rita, which is a bottle of Corona just sort of jammed in a margarita. Um, and that was that was great as well. Uh, as well. Wait, hold on. What's a Corona Rita? You never seen those? This is a margarita mixed with a beer? That seems like a waste of a beer. Now I'm like beer girl, by the way. It's pretty apparently. amazing. It's pretty amazing. You would like this, Julie. It's a pretty amazing. I love uh, like a beer. Phys- the physics of it is pretty amazing because I'm not they- as into margaritas as I like. I like beer, but margaritas are a little. They're not like sweet enough for me. <laughs> We're staying away here in Corona Ritaville. This is a margarita. Well, I, I for town beer over from Margaritaville. <laughs> Got my booster, so I won't be in Corona Ritaville. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. No, you know who uh, I know. A lot of people that have been in Corona Ritaville lately. Yeah, and it's Tom Hanks's uh, wife in in Australia. Yeah, remember when Corona they were doing Rita. Elvis? That was when they were shooting Elvis, right? He was like, yeah, uh, yeah as Colonel Tom Barker, like, he was yes, like, yes, well, 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 I, I can't corona. smell or taste anything, and there's no vaccine yet. <laughs> Quite the conundrum. I have Corona, and I'm on the other side of the planet. My son is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> right, Brett? Would you ever? Of course, that? well, Sandy's well, brilliant. But, uh, Sandy's yeah. brilliant. I'll tell you one <laughs> thing, if Sandy. I'll, to... I'll say this right now, Brett. Look, Sandy's your child. I'm not here to parent your child, unless he starts pulling some Chet Hanks business. I'm gonna step in. I do wonder. Oh I do. God. I do. I have had this thought. I was like, you know, With he's he's gonna be a uh, raised in Southern California. Yeah. If he falls in with the wrong crowd, I could have a little Chet Hanks on my hands. I don't know how I'm going to deal with that. You. Very easily. Well, I'm going to handle it. That's where I intervene. That's where Double Threat intervenes. Chet Hanks is so confident, oh, though. You know Tom's like trying a, to like give him some advice, slogan. and he just ignores it. Yeah, there's no actual pain behind that. He's just a confident guy. <laughs> Chet, Hay- Chet Hayes. Yeah. He's just he's just well-balanced and confident. No, no issues running right beneath the surface. He's about as well balanced as one of those breakfasts they would show at the end of the uh, commercials yeah. for like, yeah. like, like sugar, like sugar pops, yeah. and be like part of a well balanced yeah. breakfast. They show this bowl of candy yeah. next to like two pieces of toast and a glass of orange juice. They showed a giant thing of milk, a thing of orange juice, two pieces of toast. The bowl of cereal. Yes. I always saw that. I was just like, what house is this going on in? (laughs) Where I'm either having cereal or Or I'm having the other stuff. Or if you have juice, it's usually to balance out like a eggs kind Mm -hmm. of situation. Yeah. Not just like this is a carb loving household. It's like in this house we eat carbs carbs and nothing yeah. but carbs you ever see anybody at the courtyard 
uh, breakfast buffet, and there it has a bowl the of cereal. Courtyard? You'll yeah. turn them in. You run away. Yeah, turn them in because there's. Don't make eye contact. The final option would be to eat cereal at that thing. We got a freaking pancake maker. We've got Asian. waffles. We've got eggs. You got yeah, everything oh. you could want, and somebody chooses the cereal. Oatmeal. They have oatmeal. If you wanted like a something in a, a bowl, hot cereal. Yeah. But it's like you no, no. I'll all have the brown a box sugar of sugar on it that you want. You could put enough sugar on it that it will have as much sugar as a bowl of tricks or whatever. Yeah. If you wanted to, or put some strawberries on there. But yeah, the tell idea me, that someone tell would me what your ideal oatmeal is, Julie. What's your ideal oatmeal? Brown sugar and bananas. Oh, that's good. That's good, Brett. Ideal oatmeal. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't really paying attention because I just noticed that uh, our uh, our guest has already joined the waiting room, by the oh! way. So I said five minutes early. I was two minutes Whoa! off. He's seven minutes early. And that's how they do it in professional. That That's a 30-year professional wrestler there. That's how, that's they, how, that's how they think on they schedule all the time. Not mm-hmm. confirm and then show up and show up on and show up early and ready to go. That's right. I love all it. business, baby. I love it. That's that Waterworld stunt training what's, right there. Wait, Tom, what's your what's your oatmeal? I like. Um, oh, and strawberries if you have them, put them in. Yeah, I like. I say, bananas or strawberries or blueberries. Something that can no withstand. no sugar. You're not putting out like any like, a, or like maple syrup or anything. You don't need it. With I'm the, okay with that. I I really fruit. don't put sugar on things. I don't put salt on things. I just kind of. What about pepper? Do you do freshly? I, do, I like if, pepper. If a, if a waiter comes around with freshly ground pepper, we I say, go. go for it, go. buddy. Start cranking that knob, bro. And I'd like some pepper, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we should end the episode that's our cup, right that's now our cup, on that. That's our cut point. Yeah, yeah it's Carly Daniels. We're done. Chris doesn't even come on. All right. After the break, we're going to be back with the one and only, the fallen angel himself, the king of the indies, former Waterworld stunt show actor. We're going to get all the behind the scenes on what, what, what goes on at the Waterworld stunt show. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the one and only Christopher Daniels after the break. We'll see you there. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Double Threat. We have an exciting guest on the show today. This is huge, Tom. This is huge. I'm very excited for for us and for the audience but i i'm mostly excited for brett because i do think that brett's been playing it down a little bit about like how many times he's seen the Waterworld stunt show for example yeah and how big of a deal this guest mm-hmm. is i appreciate it this is a very big deal for me uh christopher it's very <laughs> nice to have you here i've seen the Waterworld stunt show here at well uh, do Universal. the intro brett okay do okay, you okay, do okay, the okay intro, i'll do it i'll do, do it, it, I'll do it. Prefer- like yeah we have the one and only um yes. the king of the indies the fallen angel 30 yes. oh. year pro in professional wrestling and a former actor in the Waterworld stunt show christopher daniels is on the show christopher Good. daniels thank welcome you. christopher thank you. so excited hey thanks guys thanks for that build-up i hope i live up to that you, oh boy you, no pressure don't worry you got this <laughs> all right now just to give a little context christopher we okay. our producer brett he Goes over to Universal Studios. I got an annual pass. He has an annual pass. And okay. he uses it 
with great frequency. It's, yeah. it's not like advent. As you like should. When they, when they sell these passes, they don't count on people. They don't like count Brett on me. Use them they don't that count on me. much. So it, you know, he sort of balances out the people that buy it and they're like, oh man, that probably wasn't worth it considering it only went one or two times that yeah. year. Right. Brett is gaming the system with his past. And my and absolute favorite thing at Universal is the Waterworld stunt show. By my estimation, I've oh. seen it about 50 times. And uh, okay. Now I've got yeah. a two-year-old kid, so I take him. He's seen it mm -hmm. probably about 10, 12 times at this point. Uh, so I'm passing right. it on to the next generation. Mm -hmm. And I've always wanted to meet someone who's in the Waterworld stunt show mm -hmm. and just uh, kind of hear about... I happen, I happen to be that guy. Oh, oh my gosh, so, this is amazing. So will you tell us which character you play in the stunt in, in the show? No, I played Deacon. I was the, Deacon, uh, I I was knew the only it. bald character, Deacon, uh, the Dennis Hopper role yes. from the movie. <laughs> the big, mm -hmm. That's the big character. That's the best character the in the whole thing. Guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah there, there's only there's only there's nine people in the show and there's only three that get speaking lines. OK. And the deacon has the majority of them. So I'm I'm mic'd. I was mic'd mm -hmm. and uh, riffing riffing with the, the audience throughout. So. Now, how long did you how long did you do the show? Um, I started in 2016 and then uh, I was let go when the pandemic happened because they closed the show, obviously, mm -hmm. for a, a year and change. So, um, so yeah, so almost, almost, it would have been five years. I, I, I definitely saw you in the stunt show then. I definitely yeah. saw, this is amazing. Awesome. This yeah. is amazing. Oh, okay. Now, Christopher, when you hear about someone who's seen the show north of 50 times, what's the initial reaction? Uh, honestly, I, I, I think there are two types of, uh, park goers. There's the person who comes once a year, like mm -hmm. you folks were talking about earlier. And they're coming to see everything. They're, you know, they're trying to get a, a, a view of the entire park. Mm -hmm. And then there are people who come very frequently, usually residents of California, and they're just coming to have fun, spend time. Hell yeah. And those are the people that'll come to the show because uh, invariably something is different in every show, just because, especially the pre-show that involved uh, the characters that are like building the atoll. Like those characters are riffing and doing improv throughout. So that's always a different show for each person. Okay. So I feel like those people that come more than once come frequently like that. Mm -hmm. They're looking to see the different actors. They're looking to just get different uh, different shows and, and see who's who's funny and who's being serious and who's, uh, you know, cracking jokes. Sure. And uh, hopefully so, they're coming so to see no, me every no, once in a while. No fear, no anxiety, nor like, like something wrong with this guy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I, I, I get it. I get it. Like as often as I've seen the show, like, like when I, when I was part of the show, like I would be hearing the pre-show going on while I was backstage. And honestly, it was different every time. And I mean, there were bits that the, the, the actors had each, each actor had his own bits. And then each combination of characters did their own bits. And um, yeah, that, that was a lot of the fun of it really was just sort of uh, sort of honing your acting chops to see what you could do differently. And if there was a different way to play a line, if there was a different reaction you could get mm -hmm. from something. And speaking of that, you have you have you have a key moment early on as Deacon where you hit a golf ball into the audience uh, uh, yeah. how I've, I've always wanted to know, I mean, that seems like a high risk situation. You're, you're, you're hitting a golf ball straight into a crowd of people. How does that, how does that golf ball thing work and how do you get away with it? And are, are you worried you're going to bang someone in the head with the golf ball every time? Well, uh, not with my accuracy. I was, I was 
probably 50-50 tops. Um, basically, it's a, it's almost like a wiffle ball, but it's a small, uh, like a practice golf ball. Okay. And okay. you just hit it as hard as you can. And uh, like that was really the, the, the most stressful part of the show for me because it's it. always all eyes on you. Yeah. And you either hit it and you look like a champ or you whiff it and you look like a slob. Yeah, what were and, your what, And I was 50-50. I was 50-50. That's honestly. pretty good. That's pretty good. Was there ever a time where you're watching the ball and you're like, "Oh no." No, what? never. I mean, because because it was so light, like literally I hit it. There were a couple of times where I hit it like dead center and it went like a bullet and hit someone in the chest and they were just like, "Oh." Yeah. <laughs> sure. You know. Yeah. So I mean, but there were other times where you swing as hard as you can. And you literally just shank it and it goes <laughs> three feet into the water. I'm just like, uh-huh. ah, you know, so, I mean, so yeah, He's like Brett isn't saying this, but he wants to be in the, he wants to be. Yeah. In the show. This is, well, what how do you get what in? Advice, what advice do you yeah. give to, to him? Oh, uh, well, okay. You can either a become a competent jet skier. Or do what I do and be bald. It could happen. He's from he's from Georgia. That could happen. They he could have that in his like. I've been on a jet ski before. I know how to work a jet ski. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the guys. uh, The guys that ran the jet skis that that uh, worked the jet skis. They were top tier athletes. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because it's just so hard to ride those things, especially in such an enclosed space. Um, They were. What is it? Core? What do you need? A, A strong core? Uh, yeah, for, for and balance? I mean, like you're basically you're basically standing up the whole time. Like you can't. It's not like you're sitting. Are down. you in a squat? Are you in a squat? Yes. Okay. yes. So you're in a yes. squat, and, and you're basically like like kind of using your body to like push while you're balancing. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, and 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 it's not like you're standing. It's not like you can lock your knees out either. You're sort of in a half squat. Right. So there's right. it was, and it's full on. Uh, you know, maneuvering around people, trying not to hit each other, trying not to hit the walls. Um, and there's the underwater the trick involved. Yes, that underwater some of the trick's involved Diving under the water and coming back up. So it, it Unbelievable. was. It was very, wow. uh, very technically advanced as far as like the water, the jet skiing, the water skiing goes. Mm-hmm. And um, what's I, my the other way you guys, can get into the show? What's the other way? In- internship. Be bald or... and handsome. That's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brett, I'll so, go get some yeah. nair. Get those. And, yeah, uh, get yeah. the scissors the and the razor, Tom. Well, Brett is definitely handsome. He's also definitely not bald. He's very, he's kind he's of very the opposite. I could be a henchman. Counterpart. I could be one of the henchmen that falls into the water or something. Or you well, know. everybody else. Everybody else is uh, jet skiing or falling off a of high stuff. Yeah, so yeah. that's up to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are there other Dennis Hopper characters you'd like to play? Ooh. Like Frank, like Frank Booth from Blue Velvet. Can you imagine the Blue Velvet <laughs> Water uh, Show? The guy from the guy from Speed. The guy from Steve Ooh, with the, yeah. the yeah, wacky thumb. Quiz, the guy who had shot. no thumb. Yeah. yeah. A night of hoppers. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't. I didn't really set up on my Dennis Hopper like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you were a theater major. You were a theater yes, major. Is this true? Yes, was. Were you Were you in any musicals? Um, I did before I went to college. I did a version of Forty Second Street. I did a version of Me and My Girl. But honestly, I was one of the background cast of characters i was never like leading guy mm-hmm. um i could carry a tune but i wasn't like a great singer so, I mean, I, but you were a mover right you can move uh, i bet i did okay i did okay this was before i got into wrestling so i you know i i had no formal dance training but i could 
you know, walk without tripping. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I figured it out. I figured it out. When did the, when did the, the calling for wrestling hit you and realize that could actually be a path for you? Okay. Well, um, first of all, I grew up in North Carolina, uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina near Fort Bragg. And that was a very, uh, big hotbed for professional wrestling in the 1970s, 1980s. Uh, basically there was a company called, uh, Jim Crocker promotions that became WCW, okay. which was one of the big companies in the late nineties, early two thousands before it closed. And so I grew up watching professional wrestling, always loved it as a kid. And, um, after I went through college and graduated, uh, I moved to Chicago with my girlfriend who is now my wife. And we were both trying to get into the theater scene up in Chicago. And as we were struggling and trying to, you know, make a living off of being like third guy from left in the back, Mm -hmm. in the background, Mm -hmm. um, I sort of half jokingly told her like, Hey, you know, if this acting thing doesn't work out, I can always be a pro wrestler. Ha ha ha. Well, she took me seriously. She found a school in Chicago called Windy City Pro Wrestling. She made an appointment for me to meet the gentleman that ran the school. And um, so I went in, I want to say October of 1992 to meet this gentleman. And she said I came out and just glazed eyes like I was hypnotized. And so I spoke to my mom at that time who gave me a loan to pay the tuition for the school. And I started in January of 1993 training mm-hmm. and by april i was wrestling matches amazing amazing so it felt yeah. like it was like a like it just it felt like the puzzle pieces clicked together yeah I a little bit yeah. like i grew up like i said i grew up as a fan so i sort of had a frame of reference so i went through training quickly and i i i, I wasn't like a freak athlete i'm okay in terms of athleticism so but i knew like i put the time in like mm-hmm. i lived 30 minutes from the school so like four days a week four or five hours a day, I was in the school trying to get better. And I mean, that really was the key because the first couple of months that you get trained in wrestling, you're learning how to do stuff. And then once you start wrestling matches, then you learn when to do stuff and why to do stuff uh, in, in the terms of telling the story and entertaining the audience. So, I mean, that wasn't anything that I was really picking up on until like two or three years in. At first, it was just literally like, Oh, do this, do this, do this. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, Oh, okay. When I do this, the people do that. So do that more often. Or when I do this, the people boo, Mm -hmm. don't do that again. Or that's the reaction I'm trying to get. Do that more often. That sort of, I feel like, you know, I can feel Brett's eyes getting glazed over just hearing about this, knowing that there's a school for wrestling in Chicago. I could I could hear him typing up his application as you speak. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be a reference if you need. And I'm, I'm happy. Don't I'm say that. No, he I'm has a child. You're a true he has icon. a life here. Mm-hmm. He can't just Ooh. he's not a young man anymore. He can't just pick up and start a new vocation. Yeah, understood. I am understood. dying to know, though, what was what, what what is one of the best matches you've ever been in where, where you felt like the storylines were all clicking and then the athleticism in the match was all clicking and it, every move just hit like what what is one of your most memorable matches you've ever been in? Um, well, so I've been wrestling 31 years and the one match that most fans comment to me about happened in 2005. Um, I was wrestling for TNA Wrestling at the time, and it was a pay-per-view match uh, where I was the X Division champion, and I wrestled uh, a triple threat match, which means three people in the match, 
myself versus AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. Mm. And um, wrestling fans will know now AJ Styles, currently one of the most popular members of the roster of WWE and mm. Samoa Joe, currently the AEW world champion. And um, that was the first time that that particular championship was defended in the main event of this pay-per-view. It was called Unforgivable. Uh, September, actually, September 11th, 2005 was the date. And more people talk about that match than anyone. Um, just because I, I, I think it was a moment where we sort of captured lightning in a bottle. Like myself, AJ, and Joe, we were guys that were uh, homegrown talents for TNA at the time. And it gave us this opportunity to sort of show what we could do in the main event of this pay-per-view. And everything just happened to click. Myself, Joe, and AJ, we've been friends for more than 20 years. And uh, we all had similar mentalities about pro wrestling. So we just worked very well together. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I, you can go to YouTube and look it up. I, it's probably one of the most viewed uh, matches in TNA history. Could you feel and it so in the moment? Could me, you feel it in the moment? Like you knew like this is special. Like something's happening. 100%. 100%. Like I remember... I remember when the match ended and the reaction from the crowd um, happened, uh, I got teary-eyed for a minute because like the emotion, because I lost the match. And so I lost the match. I lost the championship. So in that moment, it fit for me to start crying. But I was actually overcome by how well the match went, how the, the crowd reacted. And one of the things that you don't really think about for professional wrestling is how the audience reactions can affect how the matches proceed like one of the benefits that we had in tna at in 2005 was we were this hot young promotion and like we were the alternative at that moment and so there were there was a fan base that was really uh they really wanted to see something different from the wwe and that's what tna was and myself aj and joe not being former wwe guys there was a mentality of like oh we're watching these guys become stars in front of us yeah. and so everything we did in front of that crowd it was like we could do no wrong like we it, it was like everything was popping off at, at the same time and just the culmination of the three of us working well together and the crowd sort of being personally invested in seeing the three of us work um it just it lent itself to an atmosphere that made the match so much bigger than just the three of us involved. Mm -hmm. Like that exchange of energy between the performers and the crowd, you give them something, they give it back. And it's that sickle, that, that circular yes. flow. Yes. A hundred percent. And that's one of the beautiful things about professional wrestling is like, it's instant, it's instant gratification. Like when you know, something works, Yeah, you know, when something, you know, when something bombs, you know, when something works, it's, it's like being, uh, 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 an actor on stage or a, a comedian, like you know immediately, oh, that, that joke was funny. Oh, that joke was crap. I mm -hmm. can't tell that joke again. That sort of thing happens, and that's sort of the beauty of professional wrestling. It's one take, live action theater happening right in front of you. Mm -hmm. Now, with the water world thing, is there some sort of list of tracking the people that, like, this guy's coming to the show a little too much. Maybe we gotta <laughs> just keep. We gotta flag if there him. Is, if there is, if there is, they keep away. They keep it away from the actors. Maybe it's just the the management. Uh -huh. They keep an eye open. Guys coming through the gate. 
Hey, I recognize that. So my guy. picture's my picture's not up backstage or anything. Like, uh-huh. look, watch out not, for this not guy. For us okay. To see. okay, not for us to okay. see. Yeah, was there was there a particular you t- you talked about that energy and when you know you are in the pocket in terms of wrestling. On the flip side, doing the Waterworld show was there ever one where you all do the show and then back after it's over, you're like, wow, that one got away from us, like. Uh, yeah, every once in a while, every once in a while, like, especially when some of the stunts would go awry, like every once in a while, uh, like the plane, like there's, there's a scene at the the very end where the plane comes flying over the wall and sometimes it malfunctioned (laughs) and it's just like, you've got this big setup and all of a sudden nothing happens. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Nothing comes over the thing. You're like. And you're like, oh man, that one didn't go well. Or how do you how do you work your way out of that? You, you, I mean, we, they tell you basically up front, you're like, okay, if this happens, uh, pretend it crashed somewhere else. It just didn't crash in front of everybody. Okay. And I mean, you know, it's just one of those things where you're like, pay no attention to the guy behind the camera or the behind the camera. You, you just move on and you don't point it out. Like, Hey, where'd the plane go? It didn't land. <laughs> ah, crap. You know, that you, you just sort of, and Tom and Julie, up, this plane thing, and- this plane thing, this is the big climax of the show. This is the most incredible thing you will ever see in 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 in, in a stunt show or in a theater. Mm-hmm. This huge seaplane comes over the top of the set and it crashes down into the water. Christopher, how did they how do they do that? How do they do the big plane effect? Honestly, uh, they've got a legitimate full-on seaplane <laughs> set up on basically a catapult, one hundred percent. Oh my god! And. Uh, and and they just they just basically set it up basically slingshot style and when the time is right they just throw it over the wall. Wow! And it's one of those things where people don't expect it, especially ones that have never seen the show. Like they they understand they're seeing a live action stunt show happening, but mm. until this plane comes flying over and landing and just drenching the first three rows in mm. water, you have no idea what's happening until it's th- coming down. It's and then that plus. The pyro, the the explosions that are happening, the gunfire, it's it's one of those things I, I feel like people don't expect it because we don't really advertise it. That was one of the things that I think benefited the show. Really like smart. everybody knows when you go to Waterworld, okay, there's the Transformers show, which is mm-hmm. somewhat animated and it's, a, and it's a ride or the Simpsons. But we don't really say, oh, guys, remember Waterworld's here. It's like that's the most interactive show at Universal, mm-hmm. you know, where there's there's guys talking to you, there's guys interacting with you, and then you're watching this thing happening, uh, this this acting, this action movie happening in front of you live, you know, uh, gun gunshots, pyro, fire, uh, high falls, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. and then the and then the culmination of that is a plane falling out of the sky and landing in the pool right in front of you. Yeah, and, and it's just I feel like people like. I did not see that coming. How great is that? This is awesome. And I think that's one of the reasons why Waterworld is the, at the time I was there, it was the most popular uh, attraction at the show at, at at Waterworld Mm -hmm. or at Universal. Sure. And I, I feel like it still is just because uh, it's sort of like that surprise thing. You have no idea is coming until you watch it. You're like, Oh my God, how cool Mm -hmm. is that? Yeah. Now that was the, the area is the splash zone. Is that uh, correct? The right. That's what they call because, it. There's there's seats. They've got them painted. So mm-hmm. if you sit on a bleacher that's green, you're going to mm-hmm. get wet. And they tell you up front, like, hey, if you want to stay dry, go up about ten rows. Because this 
guy, Brett, has seen the show over 50 times, has never I've been never in been the splash, splash zone. zone. I've never been in the splash what? zone. I know. Can you believe it? He no kidding. He always I've gets never... there late. He, he says he, whenever he gets there, they're all, all the seats are already taken. I always am okay, up in the top. I'm always up in the top. I and I like, I like a vantage point, but I've never been in the splash zone you know, Did you maybe like rope off a couple seats for him reserved. For I'll, I'll do my best. Yeah. I'll do my best. I, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough, especially in the summer months. People are looking to get wet. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. when the when the temperature is high, it's one of the, the best things and in the day. Is that to be... water? Is that water like safe to, to <laughs> that's, be That's That's the scariest thing or... I've seen is that laugh, yes. that immediate laugh about what's in now, the water. Well, Brett, stay out. No, of You have a child. Water, stay out the of the water, splash zone. Did you just don't drink it and you'll be okay. What happens well, if I drink yeah, it? Don't what will happen it. to me uh, if I yeah. drink the water? Well, I mean, okay, there's nine, eight actors going in and out of the water, plus mm-hmm. gasoline, uh, you know, fuel. Keep going. Uh, what if, so how does you know, chlorine mix skis, with that? Is there any skis. chlorine oh, yeah, of in course. it? Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, there's chemicals to, to keep it sort of as they don't want it to get murky. They don't want it to get mm-hmm. green. It looks obviously. gorgeous. It's very clear water. Yeah, it does. And I mean, uh, it looks they, they, gorgeous. They take, it looks they take... gorgeous. Tom. Did you hear what he <laughs> yeah, just right. said? It's as gorgeous yeah. as water like is going to be. Yeah. About... It's like Blue Lagoon in there. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. The quality of the water is gorgeous. It's amazing. All right, Brad, we get it. The water is Calm gorgeous. down. Yeah. Talk about wanting to get wet. Yeah. Oh, my goodness yeah. gracious. Gorgeous. So, you're also are you you're currently the head of talent relations at AEW? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I, I uh, how, in addition to continue to wrestle, I'm also the head of talent. Relations. And how how did that come about? And what like who are the who are your favorites to work with? And maybe who are not your favorites to work with in that? And what does it, what does it take to be on, I guess, ostensibly you're on both sides of the, of the, the thing in a way you're, you're a performer and you're also handling some man, some management as well. Correct. Correct. Um, well, so when the company began, uh, the wrestlers that were sort of, uh, responsible for the company becoming a thing. Uh, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, and then the owner, Tony Khan. Um, when the company was first being discussed, uh, I was very close friends with Matt and Nick, and I traveled with them extensively because we're all out of Southern California. And at the time, we were all working for a company called Ring of Honor. So anytime we had a show on the East Coast, myself, Matt, Nick, and then my two tag team partners, Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky, we all traveled together and I would rent the car and I would be the wheel man. So mm-hmm. over the course of like three or four years, we traveled together every weekend. And when the sh- when AEW was being discussed and being formed, Matt and Nick thought, oh, Christopher Daniels, you've wrestled everywhere. You've met everybody. Um, you would be a good person to sort of handle talent relations because you have the respect of, 99.9% of the people that are going to come work for us. And so no one's going to, no one's going to be like, well, who's this guy telling me to what to do? Like, I, basically I had been around and they were like, Hey, we respect you. I think the, the roster would respect you. So we'd like to make you the head of talent relations. That basically meant that I was sort of the liaison between management and, and all the talent. So I have to, uh, 
you know, let everybody know where they're going to be. I try to get them in touch with travel. I try to get them in touch with, uh, you know, yeah. I, I tell people, I always tell people pick an airline, pick a car rental place yep, and ride that as stick with it, build it up. Then you have, when you go to that desk, if suddenly there's a, a problem, you go there, they see that you are a loyal, you are a loyal person to that company. And if you're polite and they see you're a good customer, most of the time the problems get resolved one way or another. Tom, Delta Airlines, national car rental. You just, you just called it. Exactly that. That is my advice Loyalty. to any, anybody who's any young person who's figuring out how to be an adult, pick an airline, pick a car rental place. I feel like I'm an and, old and person who's trying to figure out how to be an adult. Sign up, sign up for the loyalty uh, programs, whatever yes. the Sky Miles or the like. Uh, and if you're going to get a credit card, car, if you get yep. a credit card, you get one that gives you miles. It's just this is the key to enjoy to making your life a little easier. You mentioned uh, uh, Cody Rhodes there when you're talking about the beginnings of AEW. I went to uh, yeah. high school with Cody Rhodes. I'm from Atlanta. No kidding. Yeah, I went to school with all of Dusty's kids. Uh, his daughter was in my oh, wow. grade, and Cody was like three years uh, younger than me. Um, Did you see him wrestle? Did you see him wrestle on on the at the school? I, I didn't because I was I, he was basically a freshman when I was a senior, so I was graduated oh, by okay, the time okay. he was like kind of getting into that and like. Uh, but I was friends with uh, Dusty Rhodes' daughter. She was in my grade, and, and I kind of had gone to school mm. with her since middle school. I would see Dusty at parent-teacher conferences and stuff. But um, I was wondering, because Cody was kind of initially the face of AEW that I know moved mm -hmm. over to WWE. Was that something as, like, yep. in talent relations that was like a – was that like a like a all-hands-on-deck, like a big call? Or was it, was, like, was it a big moment behind the scenes at AEW that one of the faces of the – organization is moving to another, you know, wrestling promotion? Uh, yes and no. Like it was big because it was the first sort of, it was the first sort of time where someone top, a top level talent in our company had sort of gone to the other side. Like if you watch professional wrestling, any sort of length of time, you recognize that, you know, the top stars are going to go back and forth from one top company to the other. Cause that's just the way it was. Like when I, in the 90s, WWF and WCW, like guys were going back and forth. It was sort of like the the ratings war was based on, oh, I used to be with WWE and now I'm going to WCW. Come watch me there. So, I mean, that sort of stuff happened a lot. It was a big deal because Cody was, like you said, he was one of the original vice presidents. And for his time to sort of end with AEW and for him to return to WWE, yeah, it was a big deal. But I also recognized like, at the time, it was what Cody felt was best for him. And honestly, like the past couple of years have shown that it was the right step for him at that point in his career. I think he's benefited a lot from going back to the WWE. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm super happy that he's as successful as he is. He certainly put the work in to, you know, earn the spot that he has. So, yeah, I mean, it was a big deal. But also we recognize that there's a lot of talent in AEW that's still there. And oh, so yeah. instead of going, Oh, I wish Cody was still here. We were like, okay, well, Cody's there now. What can we do to build our guys back up, build our show back up, be the best show that we can be. So no hard feelings, no hard feelings. You, don't, you guys don't have a Cody Rhodes dartboard in the, in the break room or anything. Absolutely not, man. Cody. And I mean, he, 
when the time came, he did it the right way. He said, guys, I apologize. Mm -hmm. This is what I have to do. It's best for me. No hard feelings. And and yeah, I feel like there was no hard feelings on either side. Mm -hmm. Uh, Christopher, we, first, we want to thank you for being a guest on the show. This has been fantastic. So interesting and so informative and, and thank you so much for being on. My pleasure. Thank you. Julie and I, I guess to conclude this and let you get on with your day, how does a Brett get in who do how does he get closer to the show? So, you know, is and is there a shortcut? Yeah. Okay, does he do you mean getting just if, closer like closer to see the show or does he get into the show? In the show. He wants to be even if he was in the background. If he was like he acted like a like a like a clown. I yeah. can swim too. I'm a very good swimmer. Very good swimmer. Okay. All right, I'll tell you this. So the company that actually runs uh, the show itself is called Action Horizons. And so when I Action went and auditioned, uh, I went and basically uh, read a monologue. They had a sort of riff back and forth with the people that were there. They did a little scenes. And then you also had to do like a physical, a little bit of a workout. Like they, you had to do burpees for a minute. You had to do push-ups for a minute. You had to like do Shit. pull-ups because there's an occasion where you might be hanging from something. So like I did all of that stuff. So Brett, yeah. uh, hit the gym. Yeah. Get your push-up yeah. game yeah. strong. Get your burpees game strong. Yeah. Get your grip strong. Be able to hang for like a minute in case you fall out of something. <laughs> you gotta hold minute. on for dear hang life. For a minute. Okay. And, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's I'm just telling you. That's what happened. This is great. No, this is very helpful. You will. This yeah. is very yes. helpful. And then uh, when the time is right, uh, look up Action Horizons on yes. Instagram. Okay. They're mm -hmm. always talking about uh, auditions. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I can't now go now because AEW runs Wednesdays, and that was the day I was always working. So I, I you can have my spot if you decide yes. to go, you know, this way. Well, this I'm Brett, getting in this like thing. Very, I'm getting in like this show. Come hell or high water, Brett. you do. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a lot of work, but you can do it. it right? And it is high water. It is high yeah, water. It's water that gets you high if you water, accidentally smell it too much. Or drink it. Or drink yeah. it. Yeah. Well, Brett, you got your marching orders yep. now. Good luck, Brett. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you. And we should plug a AW. Um, you guys are on TV, what, three nights a week right now? Yes. Yeah, so uh, Dynamite is on Wednesdays at 8 uh, on TBS. Rampage is... Uh, Fridays at 10 p.m. on TNT, I believe. And then uh, Collision is, is on Saturday nights on TNT uh, at 8 p.m. I love it. I think so, it's yeah, the best wrestling promotion out there right now. I think it's the one to watch. Uh, so many great uh, wrestlers and characters. You guys are doing an incredible job there on AEW. Oh, thanks so much, man. Uh, it's a great group of guys. And uh, we wouldn't be where we are today if it wasn't for the support of the fan base the professional wrestling fan base, the AEW fans. So thanks so much. Amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Christopher, just watch, set a Google alert that says Waterworld Brett accident. Yep. <laughs> Send me a picture of Brett so I know who to look for. Yes. Or to see on, on the police report. <laughs> One or the so, other. I, I'm good um, either way. Thank you so much. This is such a treat.
Yeah, I'm feeling good right now. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I'm kind of on a. On you're a, on a, a you're on a Dixie high. Yeah, I'm on a. Is there a name for that? Um, I mean, we used to call it Mad Dog 2020. Mm-hmm. You know, what you get at the mm-hmm. gas station um, mm-hmm. would get you the Dixie high. But um, yeah, is is Mad Dog 2020 a beverage or is it like, like a? It's um, like one of those fla- like weird flavored wines, but it was like is super. It a chew? Uh, no, okay, it's a drink, but it, it comes in like a, it's super cheap and it comes mm-hmm. in like a bottle that is like really easy to kind of hide and carry around easily. Yeah. So it was um, mm-hmm. like a flask. Yeah. It was like the underage drink of choice at uh, mm-hmm. when I was at, when I was at the University of Georgia. For sure. The, and the Dixie high is one of the few highs that people go to in Georgia. <laughs> but legally they can't call it a school. No. They no, they legally do call it a school. It's le- but it's spelled S K O O L, but not legally. Just, that's just how they think the word school is spelled. That is school in Georgia. You know, our art museum, the big, the famous art museum in Atlanta, is called the High Museum of Art. Mm-hmm. And Julie, you'll like this in Manhunter mm-hmm. in uh, the mm-hmm. um, uh, Michael Mann's Manhunter. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the High Museum of Art is what is used as like the police station where not not the police station like the jail the high security jail where Hannibal Lecter is being held. Oh, that's interesting. When he runs out, he's and he runs around those like spiral big spiral staircases when he's uh, seeing Hannibal Lecter. That's the High Museum of Art. They didn't use it as the museum where I forget what Ray Fine's character's name is in Red Dragon would go in and eat all the paintings. You know, you'd think it could have could have come back and doubled as that. Um, but no, it's like it's because it does have a sort of like, uh, I don't know, it sort of looks it does sort of look like a weird a futuristic prison. Yeah it, yeah, it would have been good. And by good, I mean, I don't know, just something. If that Ray Fine's character had a scene like the Joker and Batman where he goes to the museum, but instead of spray painting all of the paintings, he just like eats, he eats them all. That's what these uh, environmental protesters should do. They should take a, you know, you throw some soup on there. They can clean that off. But what if someone ripped, well, you know, ripped may, a Van Gogh well, off and just it started could be chomping a on it? Two-person job mm-hmm. is like yeah. I put the soup on and then Tom goes yum yum. Yeah, it that's a great the, point. It helps get the painting down. That's right. That's yeah. a really good point. You already threw the soup on there. Mm-hmm. The rest yeah. writes itself. Yeah. Just a spoonful of Campbell's helps the Rembrandt go down. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get. Do you want that for here or to Van Gogh? <laughs> and someone's like, actually, it's been gah. Yeah. And you're like, and you're like, gah out of here. Yeah. I think that Georgia mm-hmm. is on your mind. Cool. Georgia's been on my mind for two cultural reasons. Mm-hmm. One is the B-52s are doing a big show in Oakland that John Waters is uh, emceeing, and there's amazing. a lot of other amazing acts on that bill. Mm-hmm. And the other reason is because sort of the breakout star, I don't know if I'm the only one who watches Love on the Spectrum, the American version is um, someone named Connor, and he is from Atlanta. Oh, wow. I got to watch this. I didn't know that. And his family is so lovable, not to mention like very good looking. At one point, like his mother's really gorgeous. And at one point, it's like, oh, this is my brother. And you're like, Mah! Mm-hmm. It's, I have a question. Is mm-hmm. Jack going to get naked? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I'm so proud of my brother. He's so great. Like, and this, they're all such amazing people. But anyway, yeah. I've watched I other am, seasons. I've not, I've not yeah. recently watched it. I watched the previous seasons. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, Brett, this is like yeah. huge, huge 
boon for your like home state. That's they awesome. are such That's incredible awesome. represent uh, representationally. They are That's so great. fantastic. I love to hear it. I got to watch this show. Yeah, finally, in a state known for. Herschel Walker, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Outcast, Charlie Michael Daniels, Stipe, Little Richard, Flannery O'Connor. Mm -hmm. Sorry, who she are you saying? For her, she made up for her chickens. You think she ever tried to make it up for the big chicken? She'd be like, I don't know if I'm going to do that. On, that, big, that chicken's too big. Oh, she had peacocks. Are you thinking about the peacocks? I think she made outfits for her chickens. Oh really? Okay, because she had well, she had a whole farm. Yeah, sorry, yeah, but she famously had the peacocks roaming around there too. E i e i o. <laughs> I'm searching worst what? people from <laughs> from Georgia, and is it a picture of Brett? That's terrible. If there is, oh, I'm going to no, write a complaint. Is. Brett, oh no. Oh, well, it's a competitive no. list. I don't, you know, look, it's just a testament to the state's quality. There's there's too many good people ahead of me. Let me see who's the worst people from Georgia. I mean, you mean like worst of the good ones, right? Not like right, worst I'm overall. Going where the search takes me. Joseph Dewey Aiken. That doesn't sound good. A killer nurse. Did he invent the Dewey Decimal System? There's this article worse than worse than the murder, to be honest. This article I think says make no sense. this is how this article goes. Clinton Baskin Jr. and what's the picture of a hatchet. I, I don't know. Let's keep our minds mm -hmm. open. Yeah, yeah, maybe he was a championship wood chopper. He could do could it be. real fast. Yeah, yeah it could be a he championship was, wood chopper. He was the one who cut that Baskin Robbins turkey cake. <laughs> yeah. You need a hatchet at this he, point. He, was the, one the, the he yeah. was the sick fuck yeah. that came up with it. Yeah. Zoe has been eating that every week. She didn't want me to tell people. Yep. She's been nibbling on <laughs> just a little, just a little nibble every week. I nom, think nom, nom. it would be interesting to compare <laughs> that that ice cream cake under a microscope with the water from the splash zone under a microscope and see <laughs> yeah. if there's any like paramecia that they share. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they have. I'm sure that's a family reunion. <laughs> <laughs> the. We haven't seen you in so long. Where have you oh been? I'm at the Waterworld show. You look horrible. Yeah. yeah. I know. Have you made what anybody you sick lately? Harming people. You do? What have you been up to? Oh, I've just been so busy making people sick. Making people sick. <laughs> Me too. Do you, do you get into the, their bodies through their mouths? Oh, uh, a funny thing. I'm a, a turkey shaped ice cream cake. They go, so they yes? choose to eat me. <laughs> what? And it's not cheap. Well, in a way, the people that I get into their mouth, nose, eyes, and ears, they choose to be near me. Yeah. And I I get into, I, I get, sometimes it's through their skin. They're fighting for seats to get closer to where I might get in to their me. eye. Little old me, can you believe it? Yeah, you're in showbiz. I know he's knew you were going to be in showbiz. Oh, stop it. You're the one who's so darn sweet. I knew he was always going to be an ice cream cake. <laughs> this, this, we could sell to Pixar. <laughs> no, germs. I <laughs> Pixar's That's germs. With and then they laugh about how, what a wuss COVID is. They're both yeah. like, hey, have you heard of COVID? Yeah. <laughs> what a uh, loser. Like, 
It doesn't do anything. Yeah. Compared to what we do, which is really, really harm people permanently. Who would do a voice in Pixar's germs? Uh, the Dice Man was just like the like the 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 voice he does on his videos where yeah. he's like uh, like big shot with the scarf. I'm a gem. You know who would be the lead is Pete Davidson. I'm a gem. He'd be great. His new special is shocker of shockers. Not very. Not good. He's not. He's not a stand-up first and foremost. He's talking. He does. He does about ten minutes on having sex with his mother. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It's That's charming. Interesting. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have expected that. Yeah, and wanting someone else to have sex with his mother. So okay. He, yeah. I sat wow. there. And it's in black and white also. The idea like, well, this oh, is Oh, like, classy. I love you, daddy? Like, I love you, daddy? Yeah, like, I love you, daddy. It's basically, I love you, mommy. The guy, Julie, there it is, right there. <laughs> That's what it's called. They should, shouldn't they rename it? Every episode of Double Threat, I don't know if you've been tracking this, Julie, I have. The bottom of the ninth, Klausner at the plate. Stop it. It is high. It is far. It is gone. A home run from Julie Klausner. <laughs> John Sterling. Do you know John Sterling, Brett Bohm? No, I don't know John the, Sterling. The announcer of the Yankees. Okay. Who is maybe the most annoying announcer ever. That's his like home currently? run call. Jeez. Is he there currently? Stiff. He is, yeah. Like, he'll do a thing like when... Alex Rodriguez was on the team and he hit a home run. He'd go, an A-bomb from A-Rod. I have a question. With the, with the, as we wrap up, can you give me like bullet points about the Super Bowl? Because all I know is sure. that um, Taylor Swift's boyfriend is plays in the game. for the mm-hmm. Kansas City chiefs yes he yeah. does and they're playing they're playing and that's all i know they're playing the san francisco 49ers right the kansas city chiefs to be my team right versus the I'm san francisco oh my them. gosh that's right it's julie's that is, team that is julie's team <laughs> your team's in the super bowl <laughs> julie, your team made it. It to the super bowl <laughs> it's the clouds wow i say that instead of bump i say lady lump you should sell this sell and this you'll like a see her lady lumps like uh, we get you a cool like I don't know Stevie Nicks witchy kind of outfit, and you could sell this yes. as like a magical like you know is your team getting close like like you know the Boston Celtics right now are like this they get they get so close to the finals every year you could you could I'll, I'll give you some teams you could market this to but this could this could be big and who and who's on the 49ers? like who's is by the way is his name is Kelsey right his last Travis name is Kelsey. Kelsey yeah okay is Travis Kelsey. A, a like a great player. Yeah, he's one of the best tight ends of all time. Yeah. Okay, but he's not a quarterback. No, yeah. he's a receiver. But he's like a big like if but you're he, a big you can receiver, still be a star. If you're, yeah. no matter what you do, you can still be a star. That's a good life philosophy. That's just yeah, not true. But you know, mm-hmm. I'll tell you who to root for on the 49ers, Julie. This guy. There, this is quite yeah, a story who's the 40, here. Who's the star in San Francisco? So their quarterback, uh, their quarterback uh, was 
uh, what he was uh, in his draft class when he came to the NFL, he was what is known as Mister Irrelevant. The last person every year, the la- the very last college player to get drafted, because there's like six rounds of drafts in the NFL, hundreds of players get drafted. The very last player to get drafted is named Mister Irrelevant, and usually that's because you never hear about him ever again. They don't they, ma- they don't make the team. They whatever they get yeah. drafted. It's almost just because somebody's got to get drafted. Somebody's got to get drafted, but they usually you never hear from him again. Now this guy. Three years later is the quarterback in the Super Bowl. The, so the Mister, this is the most, uh, the biggest, you know, uh, mm-hmm. that a Mister Irrelevant has ever has ever gone in the NFL is Brock mm-hmm. Purdy, their quarterback. Uh, so you can keep an eye on him. They've got a great. His name is Brock. Brock Purdy. Yeah, Brock Purdy. Musical guest Brock Purdy. And do we think that's because he like? Put in the work to get better, or is it because they they underestimated him? Both. Oh, yeah. I think it's I like both. That. Sometimes the metrics that they have miss they miss they they misrate people. It's why sometimes they'll draft somebody who sucks very highly, and conversely, they'll miss out on somebody who was great because they didn't like. Oh well, he's not. He's too tall for this position, but he's too. Short for that position, so we're not going to draft them. Like they'll make these 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 judgments based on on like metrics. Yeah, it's like it's like casting someone. You just don't want to cast similar. them. That's exactly. So you say yeah. like I don't really picture a brunette in this role, or some some dumb reason that you make up yes. because you just don't have like the gut whatever yeah. clicking feeling. And no shame. This is no shade to Brock Purdy, but he's also he could not have been set up for success better because two of the main things that a quarterback success depends on is a stupid name. Mm-hmm. Check check there. So he has that. The offensive line, who are the big guys that are protecting you from the tacklers. He has a great offensive line, so he doesn't mm-hmm. get sacked a lot or pressured. He has time to mm-hmm. throw. He has time to make decisions. And then he has a very good coach who's calling the plays. This guy, Kyle Shanahan, who looks just like uh, um, Jeremy Strong in succession. What's that character's name? Uh, oh, um, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, he looks like Her- Jeremy Herbie. Strong in succession. I'll show you real quick. Herbie D. Lovebug. <laughs> <laughs> the love bug family if anybody watched succession you knew yeah. it was the love bug family and they were but they were bugs. all gunning for who's gonna like get the car yeah this is making me this is very inspiring thinking about i'm thinking about young madonna who was like who like came to new york who dropped out of school mm-hmm. dropped out of like i think michigan like what was it she was like at a dance academy Mm-hmm. She dropped out. She came here. She took classes at like Alvin Ailey and with Martha Graham and like all of her. I found this like Instagram account that has all these like notes of like and photos of her from when she was just a child. And all of her evaluations just talk about how hardworking she is and mm-hmm. just how many hours she put in and just just going above and beyond at the dance studio specifically. Yeah. And that's going to be you, Brett, at the Waterworld thing. Wrestling, well, I am just uh, at the uh, wrestling school. When you go to wrestling school I in Chicago. Wait. I'd love to go to both. I just Zoe sent me an application for uh, uh, Action Horizons, which is yeah. the group that runs uh, Waterworld. I've already hit a bit of a You've speed gotta, bump here. I thought Zoe liked you. Pla- you got to hold a plank for like you know, I got to work on my burpees audition, and my, right? well, I also need to, it says I need a demo reel here. So well, I need we'll to work on a, no, I need to do an that. action, that's not, um, a, that's yeah. not even stunt a stunt performer bump. demo reel. That's I know, a speed part. bump, not a wall, a speed that bump. Is no, we'll not, get you a demo. That's easy. Well, let's do it. Let's get a demo, a stunt performer demo reel for me going. 
and they don't have good news is they don't have a maximum age on here. They say you have to at least be 18, but it says nothing about I think that the age is built into the physical requirements. Mm, okay. I think okay. that the age is like how many you have to be able to do this many push-ups. No, I think Brett's without do this. stopping. You have to do these mm-hmm. many burpees, which is basically like Mm-hmm. When you like everything horrible yeah. about a push-up combined with jumping. Yeah, no, my goal is to go to Brett's opening Water Burpees World performance, which will also be the closing of the Water World show because yeah. one be of the performers the died. We all yeah, gotta go be- sometime. But the thing is, it won't be Brett who no, dies. It's not gonna be Brett. It'll be, be, it'll, it will be you're because gonna, you're of gonna have Brett to live that with they the guilt. That's worse in a way. Yeah. Whoops. I mean, it's also better in a way. Yeah, because yeah. you're alive. But is it really living? Yes. You know, Brett's. You know, Brett's gonna say that day, Julie. He's gonna say, "Do I do I uh, launch the plane now? No, not now. Not for ten more minutes." Oh my God. When Chris said that thing about it happened in like September 11, 2005, I wanted to be like, "How do you remember?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, that. Yeah. But I didn't because I was being a very good girl that is sitting in here just yeah. saying, I'm just thinking things I'm not going to say them because I'm working on my impulse control. Ah, Doesn't that looks guy. exactly like Kendall right? Roy. Doesn't That's Kendall who it Roy? is. That looks Kendall like Gummo. That's the, so, <laughs> That's the so 49ers Gummo head coach. Plays for the 40, so That's Gummo plays for the 49ers? Yeah, he's That's a, their head coach. That's the coach? That's the yeah. coach. He's a dirty bathtub away from Gummo. <laughs> Oh my God! He kind of looks like Kendall. Get him Roy, a bowl right? of pasquetti. He looks exactly like right? Kendall. Roy. He looks young to be a coach. He's very no? young. He's the son. He's a little nepo baby. He's he's good. He's earned it. But he's a nepo. He's the son of a famous coach. Nepo Who's your favorite nepo baby? We'll say a, a count of three. Count of three. We'll say who our favorite nepo baby is. Ready? My favorite nepo baby. Okay. One. Two. To who? Three. three. Liza Hunter Minnelli. Biden. Oh. <laughs> Didn't you borrow his laptop one just to order Grubhub? I did, and I actually gave it back to him, and you're like, oh, no. I don't think food's coming. (laughs) Something (laughs) popped up, and you're like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. And you you typed in. The, you typed in G, and it like autocorrected. You're like, oh, no, no, I don't want to go on that website. I'm not hungry anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Not for that. I lost my appetite. Oh yeah. my god, that's so funny! All right, so I think I'm all set for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, Kendall Roy's coaching. Tra- uh, Taylor Swift's going to be coaching. there. Travis Mr. Irrelevant, the quarterback. Canvas, Kansas, fine. Yeah. And then on the other side is the San Francisco 49ers, and that and that's Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Fine. I'm ready. I'm ready, and I can't wait for these funny commercials. I gotta tell they you, they are the each, funniest. I oh, can't man, stop each, laughing. Each one is funnier than the next, and some of them are just like clever. You're like, wow! And then they all have celebrities in them, which I like personally because nothing makes me feel better than celebrities doing commercials. So yeah, there's that. I love when a celebrity says takes a job take from that. A, an actor that yeah could have used the money. So. Yeah. That's terrific, and um, well, and speaking of great people from Georgia, the halftime show, baby, Usher, Usher? Raymond, long time coming. That guy is gonna blow the roof off of that thing. He's gonna—I'm telling you—it's gonna be the greatest, one of the greatest halftime shows of all time. I'm calling it right now. Do you think now. he's a little like annoyed that like Taylor Swift is gonna be 
there but not performing? Have people been talking about this? I think that, he like, is probably a little miffed at that. I think he's a little by a little, someone who's yeah, literally yeah. just in the stands. Who's in yeah. the stands. Yeah. It's going to be people are going to be paying more attention to that. They'll probably he'll he'll be performing. They would cut to her watching. They're going to cut to her a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's my prediction is they're going to cut to her a lot. Oh, my God. I can't believe I said that. Someone punched me in the <laughs> stomach. They take that to the <sighs> casino and put money down on that. Oh, uh, I'd like to bet on how many times they cut the Taylor Swift. I'm sure that's a bet. I'm sure that's a bet. At Like you could get you could put money down on that. So there's like sleazy creeps that are like. Hey, I got this much on how many times they cut to Taylor. That's my accent mm -hmm. of gangster accent. I uh, I like it. And I right, cannot good. wait for the Super Bowl because I'm a football maniac. I'm a football I love fan. The old I mean, there's two skin. things you need to know about me. I'm a leatherhead. My boobs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Those are the two things we need to know about you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to say goodnight, Gracie yes. Films. The yeah. James Gracie. L. Brooks' <laughs> Seems today, all the thing is violence. That's like the next show has already started. Family Guy. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's how the Family Guy starts? Yeah. <laughs> like, I we do the Gracie Films thing. Shh. Fox. Seems today, well, let's see. We're wearing those good old fashioned values. Oh my God, I can't believe you know the Family Guy scene. That's so funny. No, it, I wrote it. <laughs> That's why I'm rich. Every time that freaking thing plays, $70,000. So where are those good old fashioned values? You know, me doing it right now, I'm putting money You're in my own bank money. account. I mean, I shouldn't have turned down that gig writing the Cleveland show like stings, like those the little <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> like when they come back from commercial, just those little cues. Someone would say you shouldn't have turned down the gig giddy giggity, and that's the note I'm leaving on. Okay, uh, goodbye. We'll see you next thanks, week. Thanks everybody. Bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original Dog. podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.